Chapter 2 of Nettie and Becky Stubtail. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Nettie and Becky Stubtail by Howard R. Garris. Chapter 2 Becky and the Buns. The next day after Nettie and Becky Stubtail, the little bear children, had been caught in the hollow log, and their papa had to claw them out. They didn't go to school. It was not because they were not well enough, for, after all, being stuck inside a hollow log doesn't hurt a bear child very much. You see, they have a lot of soft, fluffy fur on them. No, it wasn't the reason Becky and Nettie didn't go to school, and it wasn't because it was Saturday either. No, it was because there was no school on account of the teacher bear having a toothache. And when a bear has a toothache, he really can't do anything. He has to go to the dentist right away. It was so with Teacher Bear. On the outside of the schoolhouse door, the bear teacher hung a white piece of birch bark, on which was printed, No school today. I've got the toothache. Oh, goody, cried Nettie when he read it, and he felt so happy that he tried to wag his little short tail, only he couldn't. Why, Nettie, I'm surprised at you, exclaimed Tommy Cat, who, with his brother and sister Joey and Kitty, had also come to school. Oh, I'm not glad because teacher's got the toothache, said Nettie Stubtail quickly. It's just because there's no school. Oh, then so I'm glad, said Kitty Cat, purring softly. So all the animal children went home on account of the school being closed. And when Mrs. Stubtail saw Becky and Nettie coming up the cave house, she exclaimed, Why, what does this mean? The little bears told their mamma, Aunt Aunt Piffy, who had just come up from down cellar and said, well, if there's no school, I can hear your lessons. You see, she puffed because she was all out of breath. Oh, no, thank you, said Nettie quickly. We'll have today's lesson tomorrow. We don't have to study any now. Then he went out to have some fun. And one of the things he did was to watch his Uncle Wigwam and Mr. Whitewash, the polar bear gentleman, building a new room on the cave house. It was a room made from a big hollow log. Well, not the same one that Nettie and Becky had been caught in, however, but another one. Mrs. Stubtail wanted her cave house made larger, so her Uncle Wigwam suggested adding on to a hollow log for a sitting room. So that's what he and Mr. Whitewash were doing. And Nettie helped them by getting in their way every now and then, so they wouldn't work too fast and get all tuckered out. Finally, Uncle Wigwam said, Nettie, I wish you'd go to the store and get me some red paint to color this log green. And, never thinking it was a joke, off Nettie ran. Pretty soon after that, his mama wanted him to go to the store to get her yeast cake, so she could make some bread. But, as Nettie was not in sight, Becky went. On her way home with the yeast cake in her paws, Becky had to go past the house where some other bears lived. Now, these bears were not nice and good. In fact, they were bad. And because they were bad, and because the Stubtail family was a family of good bears... The bad bears did not like them. Why would you believe it? Often those bad bears would take a rabbit and a squirrel and a guinea pig children off to their dens and keep them there forever and ever so long just to be mean, you know? But none of the Stubtails or Mr. Whitewash or Uncle Wigwam or Aunt Piffy would do anything like that. Maybe Uncle Wigwam would play a joke or do something funny, but nothing that was real mean. And once, Mr. Whitewash met a little boy kitten in the woods, 
Joey Cat, I think it was. And Joey was wiggling and squirming and twisting this way and that. What's the matter, Joey? asked Mr. Whitewash. Have you the measles? Oh, dear, exclaimed Joey. My back itches me terribly, and I can't reach the place to scratch it. Oh, dear! Now there's nothing worse than to have an itchy place in your back and not be able to scratch it. Mr. Whitewash, the polar bear, knew that. So with his claws, he gently scratched Joey's back for him and tickled the little kitten boy very much. But if Joey had met one of those bad bears, why, my goodness me, and some peanut butter on your cracker, the bad bear would, just as soon as not, have taken Joey off to his den and made him pull chestnuts out of the fire for the other bears to eat. That's what it is to be a bad bear. And that was the cave house in the woods, which Becky had to go past on her way home from the store with the yeast cake. But she was not afraid, even of the bad bears. However, one of the bad bears, looking out of the window in his cave house, saw her coming, and he said to his brothers, Ha! There's that goody-goody little stubtail girl. I'm going to get her in here and pull her hair. How are you going to do it? asked another bear. I'll show you, spoke the first one. So he went to the cupboard and got a lot of sweet buns. Bears, you know, love buns almost more than anything else. If ever you see some tame bears in a cage or in a park, give them a few buns and see how they enjoy them. That is, if the keeper lets you, not otherwise. So this bad bear, who wanted to pull Becky's hair just because she was a good bear, threw a bun out his window. It fell close to the little girl bear, who looked at it in surprise. Ha! Huh, she exclaimed. That is strange. I wonder if it's raining buns from the sky. She looked up, but she could see none falling from the clouds. And because the bad bear who had thrown the bun was hiding behind the window curtains, Becky could not see him either. Well, I'll eat it, the little animal said. And she did, for it was a good bun even if a bad bear did throw it. Ha! said one of the bad bears to his brother. I don't see how you're going to get her in here to pull her hair just by tossing the bun at her. Just you watch, said the bad bear. Then he threw another bun when Becky wasn't looking, and this one he did not toss quite so far. It fell near to the cave house of the bad bears. Oh, joy, cried Becky, seeing the second bun. Someone is very good to me today. Ah, if only she had known. See, exclaimed the one bad bear to the other, that's how I'm going to get Becky in here. Every bun she picks up will bring her closer and closer to us, and soon I can jump out and grab her. Oh, wasn't he the bad old bear? Well, Becky ate the second bun, and then came a third, sailing through the air. Why, it surely is raining buns, cried Becky in delight. I mustn't eat them all. I'll save some to take home to Nettie. So she began to put the buns in her pocket, and she never noticed that each one she picked up brought her nearer and nearer and nearer to the cave of the bad bears. The last bun was almost on their doorstep, and just as Becky reached out for it, the bad bear jumped out and grabbed her. Oh, dear! cried poor Becky Stubtail, but the bad bears did not get a chance to take her into their house. 
just as they were going to do it, along came Mr. Whitewash, the kind polar bear. He was looking for Nettie to tell him Uncle Wigwam was only joking about the red paint to make the log green. And then Mr. Whitewash saw the bad bear grab Becky, who had picked up the buns. And what do you think Mr. Whitewash did? Why, the big, brave, white polar bear went right up to the bad black bear, and he cuffed him on the ears with his broad paws, and pushed him back inside his own house, and then he tickled that furry creature in the ribs until the bad bear had to laugh whether he wanted to or not. And then Mr. Whitewash just grabbed Becky up under his paw and hurried away home with her. And oh, how angry the bad bears were, because they could pull no one's hair. Becky, you must be very careful about going near the bear house again, said her mamma when she heard the story. I will, but anyhow, I got the buns, said Becky, and she gave Nettie some. So that's all for now, if you please. But the next story will all about Nettie and the bee's nest. That is, if the nutmeg grater doesn't scratch the piano and make it cry when the rubber doll tries to play a song on it. End of chapter 2 Recorded by Ryan Carrero.